48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The government has been dealt a blow after Hong Kong's top court overturned a lower court's ruling that the legal doctrine of joint enterprise is applicable to unlawful assembly and writing cases. A district councillor says the authorities have refused to let him know which building in Wan Chai has excessive lead in its water. And an expert has called on the government to contact people who are eligible for COVID boosters to ensure they know that the third jab is available. Hong Kong's top court has ruled that people cannot be convicted as actual participants of an unlawful assembly or riot if they are absent from the scene. Francis Sitt reports. The landmark decision overturned a lower court's ruling that the legal doctrine of joint enterprise is applicable to unlawful assembly and rioting cases. That would have meant that people who encourage others to join illegal protests through social media, provide resources or drive demonstrators away from a protest scene can all be criminally liable as actual participants of an unlawful assembly or riot. But the Court of Final Appeal noted that taking part in a criminal assembly is a central element of this crime. It however noted that people who were not present but had promoted or encouraged the criminal assembly can still be prosecuted. They may be guilty as a counsellor and procurer of the offence or guilty of conspiracy or incitement and will be punishable just like participants of criminal assemblies. A district councillor has urged the government to reveal the location of a Wan Chai building where excessive lead was found in its water. The Water Supplies Department announced yesterday that fresh water from a private non-residential building was found to contain lead that's seven micrograms higher than what the government allows. The chairman of the Wan Chai District Council, Ivan Wong, says the authorities have refused to let him know which building is affected, but told him there's a restaurant in it. The water authority said the sources of water is separate from those restaurants. So they think that the water quality of the restaurant will not be influenced a lot in this case. I'm quite dissatisfied to their explanations. I doubt whether they have such right not to disclose the exact address of the building in question to other relevant departments. Even they perplex the lotus to the building. But how about those people who work in the building before? The founder of a beauty clinic and a technician convicted of manslaughter over a fatal surgery blunder in 2012 have won an appeal to shorten their jail sentences. DR Group founder Stephen Chow and his former employee Billy Chan were jailed in 2017 for 12 and 10 years for failing to protect the sterility of a blood product that was infused into a customer causing her death. The High Court decided to deduct two years from their sentences but dismissed the appeal over their convictions. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Hopak Lung has urged the government to reach out to people who are eligible for a third dose of the COVID-19 vaccines to make sure they know the boosters are available. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Dr Ho said people may not know they belong to the priority groups. He was speaking a day after the government said booster shots will be available next Thursday for the elderly, medical staff, patients with weak immune systems and workers at high-risk places.
All the vaccinated people have provided their phone numbers. The government can contact them and tell them they are advised to get a third jab and then make the arrangements to them so they will be clearer about it. In terms of anti-epidemic control and when it comes to reopening the border, the key is to vaccinate people who may come in contact with patients. This includes airport workers, quarantine hotel staff and cross-border drivers. The government knows who they are and where they are and how many of them there are. The government can make arrangements so it's more convenient for them to be vaccinated. A doctor in charge of a vaccination centre in Jordan says he expects there would be a good response to the booster shots. Samuel Kwok says the move was in line with the rest of the world as people's immunity to COVID-19 waned. The third dose uh, is, is a timely approach uh, now because uh, in many parts of the world, uh, people are starting to have the third dose and it just uh, realised that uh, even people have completed two doses, um, the immunity that's been induced in the body kind of uh, slowly declined over time. Hugs with friends, birthday parties indoors, pillow fights. Children in the United States who received their first COVID-19 shots have said these are the pleasures they look forward to as the country enters a new phase in fighting the pandemic. Earlier, President Joe Biden said it was a great day in the fight against the coronavirus pandemic as children aged from 5 to 11 became eligible to begin receiving the COVID vaccine. Chrissy Onofrio, the mother of a child in the age group who got inoculated in New York, said she felt relieved. Uh, it was such a huge relief uh, after the last 20 months of really just keeping them at home and just doing everything we possibly could to keep them safe. Uh, Jamie has a rare kidney disease, so it was even more important to keep her from contracting COVID. The incumbent Democratic governor of the American state of New Jersey is predicted to have narrowly won re-election for a second term, providing some relief for President Biden. Phil Murphy fought off his Republican challenger, Jack Chiaterelli, by less than 1% of the votes. The BBC's David Willis reports. Phil Murphy's apparently wafer-thin victory over former state lawmaker Jack Ciattarelli took more than a day to decide in a state where registered Democratic voters outnumber Republicans by more than a million. Coupled with Republican newcomer Glenn Yonkin's victory over Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, it represents a stunning loss of support for the Democrats in states which Joe Biden won comfortably just a year ago and could bode ill for the party in next year's midterm elections, where control of Congress and the fate of Mr. Biden's ambitious legislative agenda will be at stake. Why Mr. Murphy's election victory over the Republican challenger was so close raises questions. The Democrats had many more registered voters and spent much more money on their election campaign. Last year, President Biden won New Jersey state by 16 percentage points. He's still reeling from a shock Democrat defeat to a Republican newcomer in Virginia. No governor in Virginia has ever won when he's of the same or he or she's the same party as the sitting president. What I do know is, I do know that people want us to get things done. They want us to get things done. And that's why I'm continuing to push very hard for the Democratic Party to move along and pass my infrastructure bill and my Build Back Better bill. 
Two years after he won the Nobel Peace Prize for ending the war with Eritrea, the Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed has issued a bloodthirsty threat to his internal opponents from the northern region of Tigray. This pit, which is dug very deep, will be where the enemy will be buried, not where Ethiopia disintegrates. We will bury this enemy with our blood and bones and make the glory of Ethiopia high up again. Mr Abiy sent Ethiopian forces into Tigray exactly a year ago. After initial gains, they are now on the back foot. The Tigrayan People's Liberation Front have joined forces with another militant group, the Oromo Liberation Army, who say the capital could fall in months, if not weeks. The BBC's Kalkidan Yebeltal is in Addis Ababa. They're about a few hundred kilometers from the capital, around between three and four hundred kilometers from there. But, you know, since uh, they have managed to capture key areas there, they seem to be very confident that they can go ahead southwards to the capital. And they're showing this shift of tone and approach in saying that, because earlier that was not what they were saying. They were saying that their primary aim was to break a siege that was imposed by the government and ensure that humanitarian aid is delivered there. But now they're saying that they're going to uh, march to the capital and bring to justice people in the government that they call criminals. The UK Minister for the Armed Forces says that the alleged murder of a Kenyan woman by a British soldier had let down the British Armed Forces. Kenyan authorities have said they would reopen the case of the 2012 murder of Agnes Wanjiru. Speaking at a news conference while on a visit to the African country, James Heapy said it was important for the UK government to show solidarity with Agnes's family. Agnes and her family have already had to wait too long for these cases to be resolved. We need that now to be investigated and brought to the courts here in Kenya as quickly as possible and any further allegations that come to light will be dealt with with the same urgency on our part. I think it's important for the UK government to show our solidarity with Agnes's family, our belief that she has a right to justice, her daughter has a right to justice. French President Emmanuel Macron has bid adieu to outgoing German Chancellor Angela Merkel in a special farewell ceremony honouring her leadership and partnership. Mr Macron has awarded Ms Merkel the Great Cross of the Legion d'honneur, France's highest honour. This year's Booker Prize for the Best Novel Published in English has been awarded to The Promise by the South African author Damon Galgut. He explores recent South African history through the wish of a white woman to leave a house to her black maid. The chair of the judges, Maya Jasnoff, explained how they chose the winner. We arrived at a decision after a lot of discussion and arrived at a consensus around a book that is a real master of form and pushes the form in new ways, that has an incredible originality and fluidity of voice, and a book that's really dense with historical and metaphorical significance. Scientists believe they've discovered why people are growing taller and reaching puberty earlier than before. The research, published in the journal Nature, says there's a sensor in the brain located in the hypothalamus that provides the crucial link between food, sexual development and adolescent growth. The BBC's Philippa Roxby explains. Scientists have known for some time that humans with good diets and reliable access to food tend to grow taller and mature into adults more quickly. Lengthy detective work using genetic information from half a million volunteers in the UK Biobank found the answer. 
the researchers proved that people with one particular malfunctioning brain receptor were shorter in height and started puberty later than others. It may take many years, but the discovery means medicines to manipulate this specific brain protein can now be developed in future research. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,104. That's 70 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $65 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.18 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 15 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 62 cents. To sports and we start with football. Liverpool have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League after a 2-0 win over Atletico Madrid at Anfield. Goals from Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane gave Liverpool the win as they maintained their 100% record in Group B, a fact which has pleased manager Jurgen Klopp. It was a good performance. It's an incredible group stage so far. I wouldn't have expected that, obviously, when I saw the draw. Nobody would have expected that. Doing that is pretty special. So for tonight... Job done, but we all know there are two games to go and we will try everything to win them as well. In Group A, Riyad Mahrez scored his fourth Champions League goal of the season as Manchester City beat Club Bruges 4-1 at the Etihad Stadium. Manager Pep Guardiola was pleased with the win. For me, today was really important because in the Premier League we have 28 games left, 28. And here there are just six games to play, to qualify, it's just three, now two. And this, like Bruges, it was incredibly important. In the same group, Paris Saint-Germain drew two all away at RB Leipzig. Real Madrid beat Shakhtar Donetsk 2-1 in Group D, while Inter Milan won 3-1 against FC Sheriff. Ajax are through to the knockout rounds after beating Borussia Dortmund 3-1 in Group C, while Sporting beat Besiktas 4-0. To cricket, India kept their slim hopes of reaching the men's T20 World Cup semi-finals alive with a 66-run win over Afghanistan. India are reliant on other teams losing for them to have a chance to reach the knockout stage, a reality accepted by captain Virat Kohli. It was. We have to be very honest. We knew that we have some kind of a chance and we spoke in the team meeting before that we have to focus on that chance rather than thinking what has gone bad. We as a side have always been positive. So we're going to look at the positive side and and hunt that chance down if we can uh, in these three games. So yeah, let's see what happens from here on. New Zealand strengthened their own chances with a 16-run win over Scotland. To the weather forecast, mainly fine with a maximum temperature of about 28 degrees, moderate easterly winds fresh offshore at first. Forecasters say it'll be rather warm in the next few days. There will also be one or two rain patches in the morning and at night. Winds will strengthen from the north later on Sunday with temperatures falling, cool in the morning and at night early to the middle of next week. It's currently 28 degrees with the humidity at 70%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong's top court has ruled that people cannot be convicted as actual participants of an unlawful assembly or riot if they weren't present at the scene. A district councillor says the authorities have refused to let him know which building in Wan Chai has excessive lead in its water. And an expert has called on the government to contact people who are eligible for COVID boosters to ensure that they know that the third jab is available. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 4th of November is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today. We've got a busy program for you. Between now and three o'clock, we're going to start the show with uh, Alice Pong, who is an award-winning Australian writer, editor and lawyer. And we'll be chatting about her involvement with the Hong Kong International Literary Festival this year and about her new novel, A Hundred Days. And after the two o'clock news, we'll be catching up with Sadia Osmani for this week's Chinwag. And today she'll be talking about how the pandemic has made some of us dissatisfied with our 